encourage each and every one of you to set boundaries for yourself and be ruthless in your defense of them. Speak up, share your truth, and know that you have a generation of women ready, willing, and able to support you. I feel like a woman. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of Wise Words with Stan. Um, today I'll be covering a very important topic, which is gender equality and women's rights, especially in the workplace. So today's guests on my show will be Renee and Isabel um, joining me and, and talking about their having their say and their opinions on, on this matter. So please sit back and enjoy. Hey, hello. Hey. Back on. <laughs> Isabel, hello. Hey, Dan. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey. You're back on? Beautiful. Yep. Cool, cool. Um, joining me, hello, guys. I should say hi to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm vibing. I'm vibing. Had a hectic week, but um, leaving that all behind, just washing that all off, and um, here to get into this body. Yes. So let's get straight into it. Sure. So today's topic um, is about gender equality. So as you know, on Monday at the start of the week, thousands of women, men and children um, um, rallied, over, there were over 40 rallies across the nation. And um, it was called the Women's March for Justice Movement. And the, their aim was to put the spotlight on gender violence. They achieved that and more. They also handed a petition addressed to Prime Minister Scott Morrison to the federal parliament today requesting four immediate actions. Um, the first one was an independent investigation into all cases of gender violence. The second one was fully implementing the 55 recommendations in the Australian Human Rights Commission. The third one was lifting public funding for gender violence. And the fourth one was a federal gender equality act. So those were the demands of the rallies, the yeah, of the people marching and wanting change. Um, so um, Brittany Higgins, a former Liberal staffer that um, stood up um, outside of Parliament House to the rallies um, and spoke her truth and spoke about her story of what happened inside Parliament House, how um, she was um, violated. So it was a remarkable speech that she made. And a little bit later on the show, I'll just get you guys to listen to what she had to say. But first of all, I just want to ask you guys, I'll start with you, Renee. What was your opinion on the rally for the Women's March for Justice movement? Um. Like, look, I try and turn a blind eye to the media and, like, yes, I watch the news and listen to Triple J's, like, news for, like, not even five minutes, like two minutes a day and that's all that my brain can tolerate because I feel like there's so much negativity in the world so I try and deflect that a bit. Um, But when I heard about that and listening to the figures, I just think that's like incredible like 
you know, we're standing, it's 2021, like, you know, going back to the 1950s, 1960s and just showing that movement gradually. Like, you know, my grandmother actually used to tell me heaps of, heaps of stories. Like she used to say, yes, I stayed home with two boys. But then, um, sorry, I'm just diving deep in here. And like, I know I shouldn't say all this online, but... Like, yeah, like, you know, my pop left my nan to raise two boys by herself and then she had to, you know, go out and find work and, you know, and she always told me to be independent and not rely on any man for any money, success or, you know, you, you don't need anyone to complete you. You know, you have to have, you know, your partner to, it's the cherry on top, like it's teamwork type of thing, but you don't need anyone to complete you. So, yeah, and she was telling me stories on, like, her parents and things and how her father always got more money than, you know, her mother. And it's just crazy on, like, how roles have changed now both um, men and women are in the workforce and some women are actually breadwinners and, you know, CEOs of companies and we're, you know, coming out of, you know, our shells and being boss bitches, excuse the French, um, <laughs> you know, so I, it's, it's amazing on like the history and what my nan's told me um, throughout all the years and how far we've actually come as a society. Now this much here is just a symbol as you know women we are strong and actually I'm sorry to say this not to bash on men or whatever but it's actually proven that women are actually stronger than men like we create life we hold life we're more spiritual being um if that makes sense and um I'm just shocked overwhelmed and happy that women can come together I do not tolerate any violence Again, I shouldn't say this on on this, but I've had someone hit me in the past. So at that, um, far out, I can't believe I said that. Um, No, it's good. Speak your truth. Yeah, I've been hit in the past. Jeez, I got so deep, like so quick. Um, And um, I've been treated like absolute dog shit by men um yeah my whole life so i'm here to stand up and you know raise my hand and stand stand with these women that it's not tolerated to treat women like a piece of dog shit not at all not at all um isabel what would what do you have to say on the topic Oh, man, when I saw what was happening on the news, I wish I could attend, but I didn't know that they were happening until practically on the day. I didn't realise. I was, oh, man, I, I would have attended. You were actually in Canberra the day beforehand. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. No, but I did not even know that there was even a rally on. It wasn't until after I got home from work and I turned on the news and it said that there was this massive rally and I thought, Wow, oh, I wish I could attend, but just in Canberra. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, yeah, thousands of rallies were outside Parliament House protesting. They so just missed and... it, Isabel. Yeah, literally. Yeah, we were literally on the way back, and all the rallies were coming in. Yeah, because I came. Yeah, I had work the next day. Unfortunately, yeah, but like, I I think it's it's time. Like, come on, it's twenty twenty one. Like, 
we shouldn't be having these issues of women not feeling safe to go to work or even to come home oh, you know man. you know you know what i mean like you, like you hear all the time on the news that something's happened and i feel like even the like i feel like systems are not in place i feel like the systems that we currently have are not enough and you know good on this uh what was then the politician again daniel i forgot her name Brittany Higgins, yeah, good. she actually, yeah, good on her. So the former um, staff member that worked in Parliament House, she was, um, um, she she openly admitted that she got raped inside Parliament House, and yeah, was, I just thought was, that took a lot of courage for her to say her truth and talk about her own experiences. And as I said, I'll show, I'll get you guys to listen to the video clip a little bit later on but yeah it was remarkable some of the things that she had to say yeah and you know what i hope she get the justice she deserves because so many others like myself we never got justice for something that happened to us we never got the justice so i really hope she gets the justice because myself and many others never got it so I think there's an independent investigation happening at Parliament Yeah. Now, so they're looking into it. Yeah, yeah, but I think also even the system itself, like we always get told that, you know, it's against the rules, it's against the law to, you know, lay a hand on a woman or men. I shouldn't be gender-specific because even men get assaulted too. We must not forget that as well. So it should be stock standard. You don't lay a hand on a, on a person. Can I you know what add something? Sorry to cut you off there. No, no, all good. Um, what I should have done is speak up about it. A lot of women are scared to speak up. Um, and when I went to the doctors because I had to be on antibiotics because I actually couldn't hear properly for like a couple of weeks, she said to me, why don't you report it? And I never did. Mm. Um, so it's about yeah. speaking up and reporting uh, things. Maybe I did it to protect him um but now looking back i um i wish i would have reported it so speaking yeah. up girls if something happens just report it and i think i was too young to realize or too scared to realize you know what i yeah yeah no i agree uh, but you got to remember too it was the pen situation because with my incident my one was circumstantial. It was I, we couldn't get the justice we could have. We couldn't do it because at the time, it wasn't appropriate. So, uh, to this day, I never got the justice that I deserved. But I live with I live with it. I move on from it. Not to say I didn't live with the side effects of what happened to me. So, but only a select few knows what happens only and only a rare select few know how I was coping and everything and to this day I still feel it but mm. it doesn't affect me as much but yeah I I did speak up but right. we couldn't take it to the next step only because at the time the situation was not ideal and we decided not to go ahead with it. But if we had, it would have been very, very traumatic for myself and for a lot of people involved. So we couldn't, we couldn't go ahead with it. So it all depends. Do you think, 
do you think that's why a lot of women um, don't want to speak up because they just don't want to deal with the because emotionally and like like they're they're already traumatized um, as it is. Um, but like I think speaking up about it, do you think they're scared to speak up about it because they don't want to keep reliving what happened? <sighs> It depends. Like yeah. for my situation, yeah. like for me, um, in my situation, I couldn't speak up because I could barely speak about what happened to me at the time. And yeah. um, those that were close to what happened to me who knew about it, even they knew that if they had put me through going to the next step, they knew that I would not cope and then – they thought it's best that they didn't, but also it would have impacted on also other people as well because they would have been very directly impacted by my situation. So for the, for what was best, we thought what was best for myself and for the other parties involved, it was best not to go ahead. But like I said, at the time, I never spoke up about it because I was too traumatic, too traumatised by what actually happened. So for me, I we I just kept quiet. I didn't talk about it. Only a select few know the truth. Like even now, like yeah. I don't really like to talk about it because, like, you know, it's it. I don't want to like go too deep into it because I know that um, I don't want people to think something different on me, or I don't want to think them to think something more or less. Like at the end of the day, something happened to me. Only a select few people know, and. All I say is, like, if you can get justice, and I know it might be scary and I know it might be traumatic, but if you can, go and get, go and get it because yeah, go and get so it. many of us can't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I think exactly the right. reason why I didn't speak up about it, it's just my experience, is because, one, I was just in shock. Like, someone that I loved so much, like, turn around and, and did that. I was just in so much shock. I couldn't, like, process on – like, I was in denial. I was in denial Mm. for, like, six months, I think, to a year. You just wanted to – Yeah, took him back, forgave him, thought things would work out. No. No. Did did you talk about it with Uh, someone? Like, my mum knew. And then I told yeah. his parents at the time and then his parents were like, oh, it's just a slap across the face. I'm like, no, it was a full-on, like, hit across my face and I just went flying onto my bed. And then oh my, my dad was, like, downstairs and he heard this thump and he ran upstairs and he's like, what the hell happened? I was, like, holding my face, like, crying. And my dad's like, you get out. And oh my um, I'm, I'm really sorry. sorry to you hear to that. No, it's that. okay. I was. I can't say my age <laughs> because people will know who it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You can keep that confidential. Yeah. <laughs> but I was young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. High school. Yeah, you gotta love our dads. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love our dads. My my dad actually dealt with yeah. my situation. He told this person off and he told this person to not come back. Yeah. Like don't come anywhere near between me and my 
my family and all that. He yeah. told this person, do not ever, if you ever come near my family, we're going to, we're going to have some problems. So, yeah. Ooh, yeah, so good on our dads for stepping yeah. up and helping their yeah. little girls. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, that's what dads it. are for. They're protective of their daughters. They want, you know, and it's, yeah. Um, wow. Thank you guys for opening up to uh, to me like that. That was, yeah, and opening up to the audience like that. I know that that does take a lot of courage to do and to say. And going back to Brittany Higgins' speech, um, yeah, it's not an easy thing to open up about, especially something so like personal. open up about something like this. Yeah. So personal, yeah. Yeah, it's not an easy thing. Um, so what are some steps that need to be taken as a nation to ensure that um, sexual misconduct sexual misconduct um, anywhere and also in the workplace should what are some step, steps um, that should be taken to ensure that this doesn't continue happening to you to us to you guys um, Renee I'll start with so you trying to have all ideas so like also like having like a work hot, like hotline or helpline yeah um that you can call up straight away um also just more stricter guidelines i think and also teaching it in schools right it needs to be taught yeah, in year five or year six man like yeah you know because this happened to me such yeah, I think it just needs to be taught in schools at a younger age and also just stricter guidelines throughout workplaces and in the law. I think we've got a good foundation now, but we need more of a stronger foundation um, and also just yeah. knowing that it's okay to speak up and having a direct contact number and direct way on navigating um on how we feel comfortable and supported during a tough difficult time um against us yeah um isabel um ask um going back to the question what are some steps that you think that need to be taken? um personally i think as soon as a person regardless if it's a man or a woman reports of any sexual assault, rape, or anything of the sort, it needs to be investigated immediately, not long periods of time, and not timing. waiting. Yeah. Because look at that other woman that, that had the same thing, and God God bless her soul, and may she rest in peace. She, decide, she thought, I can't live with this, and decided to leave this earth, and may she rest in peace. So, you know, she never got the justice for herself. And, you know, and, and now we've got a family member who, a, a family who's now upset because they've lost someone dear to them. So I feel like we need to first, as soon as someone reports something, it needs to be investigated as soon as possible, get all the evidence and then make the, make a decision about what to do next because these take too long. And it's, I think. You know, you make a good point there. Um, for certain women, it can be too traumatizing for them to cope with and they do unfortunately end up taking their own lives 
and it it just shows you know how deeply that this issue can run with women um and how deeply this can affect mm. them like like you guys how how it's affected you in a certain in certain ways yeah yeah and not to mention too like even in the home environment um i heard that there's lots of like there's women like some women are not safe to come home you know and and your house your house is supposed to be your safe space and women shouldn't have to come home and or men shouldn't be gender specific that, that that people come home and they get treated poorly at home and i think another issue that that really should be raised about is do avos and dvos actually work cuz you you hear it like in the last few years i've been hearing um these poor people where they had a, an avo or a dvo against a person and they've breached it mm. and as a result and may they rest in peace we've lost so many people because of those breaches and i feel like those paperworks are not effective enough they don't mean anything it's just a piece of paper and it doesn't do anything to stop actually physically stop the other person from going and hurting that person i think there needs to be like some track advice or something device sorry um available yeah yeah track yeah um, with, like the police with having that avr and connecting that to their file and then alerting them if they get into that certain postcode that could i could be on yeah because <laughs> yeah yeah no that's really good because isabel you, you know you make a very great point in saying you know abos at the end of the day they're just a piece of paper they don't they really what's them from stopping them to coming to you and you know it's, yeah because yeah, like yeah. in the past few years may they rest in peace we lost um Hannah Clark and her and those three children to her her ex-partner is that the and then in the car that yeah. beat her the whole family alike yeah that I one remember. like how terrible oh yeah and yeah. she had a DVO that against that person and they went out and unfortunately four innocent lives were lost he, and then yeah, he, like they, years ago yeah. Um, what was the name? That woman, uh, a woman, Rose, Rose Batty, that was it. I had a quick look online before this podcast. You know, had a, had an AVR against her ex-partner or current partner, I can't remember what it was. Her son passed away. May he rest in peace. Because the, 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 the father killed him, you know, and it's like where did, where did it go wrong? Where did the where does an AVO and DVOs and all those other um, orders actually actually mean something? Because at the end of the day, it's just a piece of paper, is it not? What what's the what yeah. are the steps to stop the person from coming to approach the person that put in that that order? Because at the end of the day, there's no consequence. You know, we've lost people's lives because this this paperwork yeah. failed them. It's supposed to be the security network, yeah. and that failed them. And that real—it's really heartbreaking because yeah. it's there to protect them, not put them in more of a risk. Yeah, I I agree. That a lot more needs to be done um, for that. Hundred um, percent. Well, thank you for speaking speaking up, guys, about your truth. Um, 
I'm just going to go back to Brittany Higgins and play a little bit about what she said to the rallyers on Monday outside Parliament House. All right. See, Lozzie, you're done. Oh, my God, Daniel. I always get out. I'm going to be more organised than this. I know, I know. No, yeah, but you... I'm not going to have a go at you. All right, here we go, here we go. (laughs) I speak to you today out of necessity. All here today, not because we want to be here, but because we have to be here. We fundamentally recognise the system is broken, the glass ceiling is still in place, and there are significant failings in the power structures within our institutions. We are here because it's unfathomable that we are still having to fight this same stale, tired fight.
those birds run too deep. deep. Yeah, and going back to what she said, one mm. in five women are sexually assaulted in Australia. Um, those statistics are very alarming. Um, got, um, Isabel, what do you make of what she had to say? <sighs> it still like hits you hard when she's when she talks about how, what she experienced and whatnot. Because, you know, it's it shouldn't be happening in this day and age. It shouldn't be happening at all. Because at the end of the day, no matter what workforce you're in, whether you're in a little, a little business store or in Parliament House, it doesn't matter where you are. It is wrong to, to sexually assault a person. Because at the end of the day... We always get told it is against the law, it's against the act, it's against this, you know. Even everywhere I worked, I've always see it. It's against the rules to do this and that. If you see this, report it. So it's a real shame that her her colleagues turned their back on her. It is a real, real shame. It's because, unfortunately, they're looking out for their own. They're looking out for themselves, and you know, they're they're selfish, looking out for their own personal careers. You know, and it's wrong to it, do that. You know, I think it's gotta, more. You know, gotta, I think it's more of an image, like, oh, like it happened in Parliament House. Out of all the places, it happened at Parliament yeah. House. That's. And it just shows if it can happen anywhere. Exactly, exactly. And he's going to maintain an image. Yeah. Renee, <laughs> what do you have to say about what Brittany Higgins um, has, um, just said? I mean, I could feel her pain, like, just hearing her there that I was, like, embodying, like, what she went through because um like if I haven't gone through that myself like similar things that have happened to me I could kind of relate on what she was saying um yeah and I could uh, she made a point where you know she, like we should start this like teaching this young in school like in young kids and you know around 11 12 and like early teens in high school I think that's a massive um you know so self-development um maybe in PE or something like that they need to teach it in um yeah and it's a high stat like one in five like you know me and Isabel both have different stories but you know we were affected some way in another by you know situation so you know and there's a lot of women in there that are in silence um you know a lot of people suffering as well in you know toxic relationships and not having and again she did point this out having the confidence or financial confidence or just the confidence within themselves to speak their truth um so important to just be like okay this is my truth um, accepting on who you are um, and not relying on anyone and just just saying, you know, this is what happened and feeling safe and secure on who you are to speak your truth with confidence. Exactly. 
Yeah, that's well said, Renee, and well said, Isabel. I think you both hit the nail on the head. Um, so we talked about what some of the things we can do moving forward. Um, we talked a little bit about Brittany Higgins and what she had to say. And we also spoke about the steps that need to be taken as a nation to ensure that this is not right. a re- reoccurring theme, especially in the workplace. Um, what, what, what I was going to say to you guys now is, um, do you feel like that change is ine- inevitable? Do you feel like that things will only get better from here on out? Um, starting with you. I think uh, so. I think it's only a matter of time before we actually get some change. And seeing the rallies and hearing the women cry out that we want change, it's only a matter of time. It's just a matter of when because we've been waiting for so long just to get simple things from – voting back in 1902 to, you know, being, you know, being allowed to be going into parliament to be actually run in parliament in 1943. You know, it's, it's going to take a long time before, you know, things will be changing. And it might not be this generation, might be the next generation, who knows, but I think with enough t- patience and maybe with more cries, maybe just maybe we might be able to get change as soon as we can. Yeah. Um, Renee, do you feel like yeah, it's, it's inevitable to get change? Like, like with social media, better? with all the powerful women, like girl power, like not to, you know, that. Like, but, like, you know, go no, it's power, true like, yeah. you know, like, we're, we're here, we're, yeah. we're standing, we're strong. Um, and, you know, there's also a huge movement on Insta, God love Insta, um, you know, and I bought a book of, um, well, this girl I follow on Instagram and then, you know, everyone, like, at the airport's been reading this book and I'm like, why is everyone reading this pink, pretty book? What is it? Um, it's called Women Don't Own You Pretty, it? and it's by Florence Given. She's a UK um, influencer, I should say, and uh, I think maybe she's writing a second book. Um, but in it, it has chapters on, like, you know, the movement of, like, women and the male gaze, um you know, being in love with your own life, um, what red flags to put up with, what not to put up with, just putting yourself worth and having the confidence and also speaking the truth and um, to basically stand up for yourself. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I was not to really get into it or derail off the topic, but I was seeing a guy a couple of months ago and after reading this book, I broke it off with him. What made you I want to break it off? I just knew my self-worth and what I deserve, you know, being spoken down to. No woman should uh, put up with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think also definitely. men need to take responsibility um, too. Like, I think if you like, if you got a group of men and one person discloses that they did something or they thought about it, I think that's where men should speak up and say, you know, like, like that's not right or why did you do that? You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like. You know, yeah. like it's like if men go to a bar and they see a, a a woman is highly intoxicated and they think, oh, you know, I can, you know, do something to her. Surely someone would step in and say, no, why don't we help her, not do something to her? Exactly. Yeah, men, if they see it, they should step up and, you know, even if they think it's not their place to get involved. Um, I, I think still regardless of the situation, if a woman, like, you know, is in a certain situation with a guy that's um, verbally abusing her or physically abusing her, he should step in no matter what. Yeah, like, you just don't know. Like, um, um, I saw this one video once where um, this guy was stalking this woman and this bystander was having to be nearby and he pretended to, like, talk to her just to try and get this guy off her case. And she even thanked him. I can't remember what the video was, but it was so nice that a bystander noticed something and actually pretended and put on an act saying that, oh, yeah, she's my she's my relative. And this person walked away and could possibly save a life. We don't know. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's a simple act, but it could, you know, if if you feel the need to take action and to step in to help someone, you know, that could go a long way, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, going back to the question, like, as I was asking you guys about how, like, change is inevitable, I think in my personal opinion, I think change will be inevitable and I think there will be more actions um taken towards this issue um just by you know we've got a lot of female leaders and not just in our country but around the, around the world like uh premier gladys barry Duclean is our premier of new south wales and the first female um vice president over in the united states um you know so i feel like women you know, women are more in control now than they yeah, have the ever girls. been. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah, not to mention we had the first female prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> we had Julia Gillard. And first female, yeah, yes, that Julia Gillard, that's right. Um, so I feel like, you know, back in the day, you wouldn't have never expected I do women, have a soft spot you know, for John to be Howard. in those certain type of roles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, John Howard. Oh, he was an amazing <laughs> prime minister as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. Second longest prime no, minister? No, I think he's the longest serving. Second longest, yeah. He was my favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The longest serving prime minister. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just feel like, as I, yeah, girl power, you know. You know, change is inevitable. And, you know, I think it's good for women to speak out and say their truth and... You know, at the end of the day, that's how change happens. We use our voices and we speak up. And you know, the more we the more we speak up, um, the more things will turn around for the better. 
and it, and we do it as a team. We do it as a country, you know. And yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely we've just about covered everything we needed to on our podcast. Isabel, Renee, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you so much for speaking your truth about this uh, about this important topic. I believe this is one of the most important topics um, that need that needed to be discussed today because I feel like the more people can talk about about it, the more you know, the more conversation it's had around around the world. So yeah, thank, thank you, you guys for having for us. Thank you. It's been. Um, I I I'm actually shocked on how much I opened up. I. I, but you know what, if I can help just one person just to get out there, seek help, um, or just to, or just to not feel alone. You've like, done your job. You know, I just want to help someone. Yeah, and that's about it. As human beings, I think it's our, our job to... Help people when they're down and help people when they're struggling. Compliment strangers. Like, legit, I complimented, like, five girls today on their outfits. So, go for it. And you know what? A simple simple compliment like that um, can go Hmm. a long way. Um, Yeah. It's just knowing the right compliments to say without sounding like a freak. (laughs) But, yeah, a simple compliment can go a long way to making someone's day, 100%. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, Just um, just if you guys are uh, brave enough, always speak the truth, you know, and it's always good to have people that support you and to help you get through your experience if you are dealing with something. And always remember that there's always professionals out there that can help you. There's also our hotlines that can help you. There'll be someone there to always help you if you are going through um, an experience that's not pleasant. And um, families, if if someone discloses something to you, always listen and support them because – my family did when I came out with my my um, experience and they listened and they supported me all the way. That's what you want. You just want to just say your story and just not being judged and just having that support network and a safe um, environment around you to feel secure, to open up, to make yeah. the next steps, to make change in your life. And it is possible. Yeah. Exactly. I also feel the need to say that Lifeline Australia, if you feel like you need to talk to someone, 13 11 14 is the number. And for Kids Helpline, 1800 55 and is the Kids Helpline. So if you guys listening to this podcast, if you can relate to our topic or if you're struggling in any sort of way, please, and you feel like you have no one to turn to or to talk to, please call those numbers. Um, thank you once again, guys, for joining me on another edition of Wise Words with Dan. This was such an important topic, and I think we've covered it very, very well today. Um, and yeah, so the message is loud and clear: speak your truth, speak up. If you feel like you're, if you feel like you're struggling and you're going through um, a tough situation, always reach out to someone and. 
yeah, don't overlook, don't overlook it at all. Um, so yeah, thanks to you guys again for joining me. And this has been another Yo. edition of Wise Bye. Bye. See you guys.